Oh, we still got a little music on. There we go. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, I've uh, been excited about uh, studying Psalms 22, 23, and 24. It's called the, the Shepherd Psalms. And it uh, brings alive uh, Jesus Christ as our, our good shepherd, our great shepherd, uh, our awesome shepherd who uh, has nothing but great promises and great sacrifice that he did for us. We studied chapter 22 last week, how Jesus hung on that cross for six hours, how he was beaten, battered, persecuted, scorned, yelled at, but through it all, uh, Jesus was in control. And we, we think he may have read Psalms 22 while he was on the cross. And I can just hear Jesus now, because he wasn't a, uh, a beaten Savior. He was a blessed Savior. He was in, still in control despite being on that cross. Today we're going to um, look at Psalms 23 in the, in the Great Shepherd. He's called the Great Shepherd. Uh, Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that Great Shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for his doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And it's truly, that's an amen. And we thank you for our, our Lord Jesus Christ, brought back from the dead. He suffered and died for us, but he not only died, he, was, he came back from the dead, and he is our great shepherd. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, Psalms 23 only has six verses. You know, I didn't even know that. I've read it many times. I never counted the verses. But it only has six verses. You know, someone who says, I do not care how much a man says if he says it in a few words. You know, and I, I, I try to be that way. I, I try to get to the point and uh, use it in a few words and not belabor. Um, but Psalms 23 has a few words. Um, it, but it is read probably more than any other scripture, uh, mostly at, at funerals, which is sad to say. Um, but it gives incredible peace. Um, it was written by King David, most likely towards the end of his life. Uh, a lot of times we think about King David as the, the shepherd boy, but this Psalms 23 was most likely written at, towards the end of David's life. Uh, you, you see, King David never forgot uh, David the shepherd boy. You know, he learned so many lessons. Um, David, uh, as he wrote this as his life had been beaten, battered, uh, and not lived quite like he had hoped the shepherd boy had, had imagined. But he um, was a hardened soldier, a veteran who knew victory and hardship. Uh, truly David, uh, the king, uh, a man after God's own heart, wrote this uh, with incredible uh, uh, sorrow in his heart and thankfulness for what God had done in, in, the, in his life. Therefore, in Psalms 23, we have the fruit and mature uh, judgment of born of a long life, uh, live for the Lord by King David. Let's read Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me be quiet, beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths of his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. 
Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that is an amen. You know, I, what an exciting news how we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. This psalm uh, begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and by what authority do you say that he's, he's your shepherd? He's your shepherd. Is, is this psalm for everybody? I don't think so, unless you're a saved uh, Christian. Because uh, you know that the, the, the shepherd of tw Psalms 22, uh, John 10, 11, says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And again in, Psalms, uh, in John 10, 14 and 15, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know, my, uh, know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And again in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So the shepherd, Jesus Christ, made us right with God. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, by the blood of the Lamb, he made us right with God. Uh, and when we commit our lives to Jesus and put our faith in him, we are sheep. And we can say um, in Psalms 23, 1 through 3, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green, shepherds, green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Uh, um, boy, notice my shepherd. It's, it's personal. He's your shepherd. He's my shepherd. Uh, he, you, because of that, I lack for nothing. I, I lack for nothing. There's nothing that I, I need other than my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He leads me. Verse 1 is, is, a, is stating our commitment to Jesus. The one who says, the Lord is my shepherd, says that, um, many say that the Lord, oh, excuse me, the one who says the Lord is a shepherd, uh, and many say that, and it sounds good, but can you make it personal and say, the Lord is my shepherd? Make it personal. By the authority of his redemption uh, work, his death and his resurrection, you can trust him and call him your shepherd. He, he is your shepherd. And because of that, you, I lack for nothing. I lack for nothing. Uh, Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And it's truly, uh, because we, when we seek his kingdom and righteousness, everything has been given to you. You lack for nothing. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Truly, as, as you make Jesus your shepherd, you will lack for nothing. I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I lack for nothing. I feel like the luckiest man in the world. I pray that you would too, because God is just working in my life all the time. And I love God's word, and it's, it's powerful and mighty, and I need it. I need God's word. It's, that's the only reason I lack for nothing, because of, of God and his, and his strength and, and power that he gives me through his word. I love verse 2 of Psalms. Um, uh, he wants the best for me and you, verse 2 in Psalms. I don't know if I gave that to Nick or not. but Verse 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He, 
he, and verse 3, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Uh, you know, he wants the best for you and me. Um, when we allow God, our shepherd, to guide us, uh, we have a contentment. We have a smile, a peace that surpasses understanding on our face. He is truly our great shepherd. Philippians 4, 12 and 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's a powerful scripture. Have you learned the secret? Do you feel the contentment of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ working in your life? Do you have plenty, whether you are in need or not? Uh, whether you're well-fed or hungry, have you, have you found that secret? Um, Paul shares that secret uh, in Galatians 2.20. Do I have that, Nick? There we go. I have been crucified with Christ. So I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Truly, that reminds me of chapter 22 we talked about last week. It's, you no longer live for yourself. It's, it's Christ crucified who you live for, and, and Christ crucified is with me. It's, I no longer live because of the forgiveness of sin. I live uh, for Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Truly, I'm a sheep and he's my shepherd. He is the great shepherd. Um, truly, the Lord is your shepherd and he refreshes your soul in verse 3. As I wrote, read in verse 3, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the path for his name's sake. David says he refreshes my soul. I... I, I love that because my soul, I feel like it's refreshed. Every, every Sunday is, is a, sort of a time to renew our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But every day, he refreshes your soul. He's waiting there for you. His word is just waiting for you to open it up and be refreshed like no other. And he knew what that was. David had sinned, as we all have. He was that little lost sheep that had strayed from the fold and shepherd and and had re returned, and the shepherd restored him. Truly, uh, he refreshed David's soul. And I think we all can say that we have sinned, but thanks be to God that we turn back to God as we are obedient to his will. John 10, 27 through 30. My here we go. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I am the Father of one. Amen. That's true. My sheep listen to my voice. Uh, I, uh, there's nothing like listening to the Word of God. Truly, uh, Jesus refreshes your soul. I pray that you feel refreshed today. I feel not just today, but every day. And realize you have a God that wants to refresh your soul every single day. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, David isn't talking about the shepherd, but to the shepherd. Here we, we aren't talking about the shepherd, we're talking to the shepherd. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, you are with me. 
I fear no evil. We are talking to the shepherd. In the darkest valley, he is not before us, but he's beside you. He's walking there with you, uh, uh, leading the way, calming your fears. Uh, the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, as some translations say, represents any difficult experience uh, you might be going through uh, in your life, or that includes death, of course. But uh, we, ha- we all have sometimes our darkest valley. Um, but David says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Um, you know, I can, when I read this and, and was studying this, I, I thought about what our family went through uh, over 20 years ago. Um, we lost our granddaughter and Angie's daughter, Amalia, in a, in a terrible accident. And it uh, truly, that was one of the darkest valleys we've ever been through. Uh, and it was only God's word. It was only God's people that got us through it. And uh, it truly was in a terrible accident, but uh, it, it didn't tear our family apart. It brought our family together. And that's what God can do for you in your darkest valley. And you've got to realize that we need to turn to our Lord and Savior all the time, whether it's in the great days or the tough days. And I'm telling you, um, our family wouldn't have made it through uh, without um, God and his uh, loving rod and staff, his great comfort, refreshing our soul. It was only God and his peace that got us through that. Um, that dark valley, um, as our family can very remember, um, was, uh, was unbelievable. But um, today, you know, we can praise and glorify him. Uh, we got through it because of... a the comfort and the, the blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let, you, let your gentleness be evident to the Lord. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That scripture spoke to me on that day and every day that went on after we lost our granddaughter. Um, it truly was a peace that, that transcends all understanding. It, it guided my heart and mind. It changed uh, everything uh, from uh, sadness to joy. It was an inner peace that uh, transcends all understanding. It, it's God's word that changes everything. Uh, let's move on in Psalms uh, chapter 5. Psalms chapter 5, you, oh, 23, 5, yep. yep. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Yeah. And uh, truly this uh, verse reflects the happiness and hope we have in the shepherd. Um, we have a shepherd who has a heart for us, who, who uh, loves us so much, uh, the table would be a place where the sheep would be, be stopped by the shepherd. The, the shepherd would have a table all prepared for his sheep, full of food, full to, to satisfy them so that they could go in and find peace and rest overnight. And it's the same way with us. When we go to the Lord's table, we, we did it earlier. As Don read some great scriptures, we found peace and rest in God's word. We found a, a, a covenant that Jesus promised us that he's going to share that suffer that, that cup with us when we get to heaven. It, it's a peace that truly is, is special, and the, the Lord's Supper is that table. As we are reminded of our Savior Jesus Christ, our great shepherd who loves his sheep, 
The oil uh, speaks about the Holy Spirit. Oh. The Holy Spirit lives in us today. Notice my cup overflows. You don't have just enough. You have more than enough. You have a, a, a God that gives you more than you can ever ask or imagine, right? The scripture says he gives us more than we can ask or imagine. Um, that's a symbol of joy only found in Jesus Christ. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I, I pray that you would feel that. That, the, that you know, the thief comes to, wants to steal your joy, but Jesus comes so that you have, may have life and life to the full. It's, it's truly a blessing to be a Christian. And the, this, this world does not, without Jesus, has nothing but somebody who wants to steal their joy. But we have somebody who wants to give it to us and give it to the full. Um, and uh, brothers and sisters, I'll tell you one thing. We are more than conquerors because of, of that joy, because of that Holy Spirit that lives us, because of that Holy Spirit. Romans 8, uh, 31 through 39. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I, I pray you guys got the whole, your highlighter out, or at least remembering some of these scriptures and highlighter, because there's nothing like it. I, and he who did not spare his own son but gave him uh, up for us, all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Uh, who will bring any charges against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who, who then is it the, the one who condemns? No one. Christ who died. More than that, who was raised to life? It is the right hand of, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and also interceding for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or so? For it is written, for your sakes we face death all day long. We are considered as sleep, sheep to be slaughtered. No, we're not sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither life, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to self, self, separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have a, we have a Savior. We have a shepherd who loves us so much that it gives us, we are blessed more than we can ever imagine. Um, I want to, re, want to move on to verse 6, the last uh, verse of Psalms. In the, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, what a great scripture. What a great scripture to wrap up Psalms 23. It has, sort of has two parts. The first part is, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. What an incredible promise. As David wrote, these things, I think he looked back over his long life and uh, came to the same conclusion. In spite of his sins and failures, he had been followed by goodness and mercy all the days of his life. Uh, truly, God called him a man after his own heart. There was a reason, because David truly lived his life for him. And we can read, uh, to go along with this scripture, we can read uh, Romans eight twenty-eight. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Truly, when you're in Christ, Christ works all things for your good. Not just some of the things, but he works all things for our good. Those who are called, the Holy Spirit convinces, enables them to receive Christ because Christ is living in you. You have a different outlook. Uh, and you, uh, as joy that overflows, 
And every day you can say that thank you to Jesus. Are you, uh, as you live a joyful life in him, surely your goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. As we finish uh, on Psalms, uh, we can promptly say, six, uh, the last part of, of Psalms says, and, we, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> can you imagine? Christ has a, has a room prepared just for you. He has a, he's waiting for you. He's going to meet you. And, uh, there's truly victory in Jesus. David looked ahead and he knew he would be in heaven, the Father's house forever. Eternity, uh, read John uh, 14, 1 through 7. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that. I am going there to prepare a place just for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the, the way to the place where I am going? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, we know the scripture well. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Truly, that's an amen. Um, Truly, every person who has read Psalms 23 wants to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But only who those who believe in Jesus Christ is going to do that. And Jesus is preparing a place for you, for those who believe in him. John, chapter, uh, John 14, 5, Thomas, says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? The world today um, doesn't know the way. But Jesus is clear in John, as I read in John 14, 6 and 7. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. What a great promise to you and I that, who have made Jesus our Lord and Savior. Um, Psalms 23, 6, one more time. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What comfort and joy for the here and now as well as in heaven as we meet our great shepherd in heaven. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be also be where I am. Uh, Jesus is preparing a special place for you. Uh, and I'm going to wrap up with, with Psalms uh, chapter 24 briefly, um, because 22, 23, and 24 sort of are the shepherd psalms. They tie together. And I encourage you to read all those together. Uh, when you think about the Lord's Supper, read those and be inspired by our Lord and Savior. Uh, I think uh, I want to read chapter uh, 24, 7 through 10. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of, of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he? The king of, this king of glory, the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. I think <laughs> this passage illustrates two things. Uh, when Jesus died and arose, he went to be with with his father. Can you imagine 
how Jesus felt when he got to go back to be with his father and sit at the throne right beside his, his, his father. What a, what a glorious uh, thing that must have been for our Savior Jesus Christ to be reunited with, a, with our, our Heavenly Father. But also this talks about uh, when he comes back um, to take us home and be reunited with our, our Lord and Savior. And who is our Lord and Savior? The King of Glory, Jesus Christ. The, the, Jesus is the chief, sh chief shepherd who will one day return in glory and give each one of you uh, the crown of glory. Um, Peter tells us about our chief shepherd in giving us the crown of glory in, in 1 Peter 5.4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Amen. And 1 Peter 5.10. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. How's that sound, honey? Strong, fast, firm, and steadfast. When, when Jesus comes back to give you your new body, what a, what a glorious day that'll be. Peter sa says, God has called us to eternal glory in Christ Jesus, and you will be restored. He'll make you strong, firm, and steadfast. What a promise from the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Psalms 22, 23, and 24 of the trilogy of, of Christ our shepherd. Um, the good shepherd dies for us, he has done it. It is finished, he said in Psalms 22. In 23, the great shepherd loves his sheep. We can say, the Lord is my great shepherd. I lack for nothing. In Psalms 24, the chief shepherd returns in glory to reward his sheep for their service. What a, what a day that will be. You will be restored, strong, firm, and steadfast. What a promise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gives us in the Psalms. Truly, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He has a great great um, promise for you that he is your shepherd he is our shepherd you make it personal uh, and uh, we are sheep we want to follow him all the days of our lives that's my message this week and last week i enjoyed preaching every couple couple of months and I, I, i'm thankful father for your word that is great and awesome in jesus name i say amen, amen. amen. let's sing the song of invitation mm -hmm.